Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show will begin in five, four, three, two, one. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about to change the game. We all here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. We're about to change the game. We all here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. Hickory, Nickory, Doc. Giving them all that we got. Kick on the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it what is going on everybody welcome to thursday night crossfit talk my name is scott Schweitzer. she's jamie latimer she's in a hotel room in fort wayne indiana and we're going to talk about that and look who jumped in the green room Yay. Hey, yo. <laughs> what's going on man not much brother i just got off the uh just got literally just got back in the room Damn it, we gotta uh we ended up getting an Uber. We stopped at Walmart. Oh, after. thank goodness. I was worried about that. <laughs> so we went and had dinner with Jamie and her people. Um, awesome people, by the way. And there's only apparently two Ubers working in Fort Wayne. The reason why I know this is because um and, and God bless his name's Mike. Um Mike picked us up, brought us to the dinner, went, picked up our friend Triff, brought him to dinner, came back, picked Triff up. Brought him back to the hotel room, and then he came and got me and Je- me and uh, uh, good lord, who <laughs> came got us from Robbie. Walmart. Robbie, thank you, good lord, my brain's fried right now. But yeah, came got us from Walmart. I told Robbie, I was like, you ain't gonna believe who's coming get us. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's no. probably like, y'all need to coordinate. Come <laughs> and, uh, no, he was happy to see us. I was, I was like, dude, are you like the only person? Seriously. <laughs> Carolyn does not know how good this comment makes me feel. Lex Lex just hung up on me and said, see you in the Clydesdale chat. That's amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah, I love those guys. I love that they're here. So from what I hear, I was supposed to be up in Fort Wayne tonight. I decided to delay. I'm coming up in the morning. One more night in the bed. uh, And then uh, I'm hoping to be there by 830 in the morning. I don't think anybody goes till 9.50 that we're covering. So I think that'll give me plenty of time to get some behind-the-scenes stuff before we go. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's the plan. Um, I get to hang out with Corey all weekend. We're staying in the same room, and it looks pretty nice. It is. Appar- it's clean. Apparently, Jamie had a different experience when she got to Fort Wayne. So let's see about that. <laughs> she part. did. Man, Scott. Like, we've had not great rooms, right? Like, our our room at the games wasn't spectacular. Our room at, in San Diego wasn't spectacular. But this was, we walked, first of all, I walk in, and there a cop walks in right behind me at the check-in desk. Should have been my first clue. Um, and then the guy asked, he's like, have you ever stayed here before? And I was like, no. And anyway, we get keys, go in, go open the door, and I'm like, Oh no. Well, for secondly, there's people just living at this hotel and there's cars on like tripods, no wheels. I was like, if we stay here, we're not going to wake up with a wheel. Or wake <laughs> um, up at all. Yeah. <laughs> there was puke in one of the toilets. 
Like this room had not been, I don't, I don't even know. It was the penthouse. The guy met us out. Like we walk out and he's like, everything okay? I was like, yeah, we're not staying here. And just handed him the keys back and left. It's not good. Is it okay? No, it is not. It is 100% not okay. So yeah, Andrew okay. is there as well to judge. Uh, said he had to switch hotels as well. His first hotel was trash. Where were you at, Andrew? I bet you mine was worse. The people here, we told them where we checked in. And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> How much do you want to bet you tried to stay at the same hotel? I don't know. I'd be curious if he stayed at the same, if he checked in the same place. Someone there, I saw someone come in after me that walked in here like an hour later. So they probably tried <laughs> to put them in the same yes, room y'all were in. Andrew, that was the place. <laughs> Let's call him out. Yeah. Do not go to the Hawthorne Suites. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't. It just ain't worth it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good, was it, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm glad that you guys have scoped all that out now. And when I show up tomorrow, it's all good vibes. Hey, our room is clean. Toilet was clean. Nobody had thrown up in it. Like, we good to go. Uh, Rudy and Lynette are two floors down from where we are right here. Uh, there's a gang of of athletes here. Like I was, we got back from the venue, and I was sitting in here charging my phone and just like talking talking to people and whatnot. And I could hear people in the hallway, and I heard somebody say something about a sandbag. So I hopped off my bed, opened the doorway. There's two there's two chicks outside and a dude, and we just saw sandbags. They were over there by the rig because nobody knew what the other event was, right? We had one that was unnamed. So these girls had saw the sandbag. So we're out there in the hallway speculating. One of them was holding a microwave in the box and was just standing there holding it while we were talking. And it don't know I me. Mean, I don't know, maybe halfway through our conversation, I was like, this is how you can tell people like we're not the same as regular people. Because if somebody else, if you sit there and talk to them for 10 minutes, they're not just going to hold the microwave that they were holding. Like they're going to put it down. And she was just this, is, this seems fairly comfortable. Um, <laughs> but, and we just in the hallway, just talking CrossFit, and like some other dude walked out of his room and he said, Did y'all see something about sandbags? And so we had to tell him, Yes, they just saw sandbags. There's 100 and 150 and 200. Like it's been, an, it's been a day. <laughs> All right. So let's walk through the check in process. You guys got there today. Corey, you flew in. Jamie, yes, you sir. drove in. Uh, you get to the venue. So, so let's go with, with Corey first. This is your first time at this venue. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts it initially? Is, uh, first thought is it's it's ginormous. This place is absolutely massive. They have the entire floor. So it's one of those places that you can apparently like have different events going on at the same time. There's a sign on the wall we noticed that capacity for A, capacity for B, capacity for C. So altogether, like fire code capacity is like 15,000 people for on the, and I'm assuming that's on the floor. I don't know about the little, you know, the up part or whatnot, but the place is massive. It is very, very nice. Um, it is very clean. It looks relatively new. I have absolutely no idea how old it is, but we were, me and the guys I was with was commenting on that. Like, it looks like it's relatively new. Now that might mean it's 20 years old and it's just well kept, but 
Um, we also, when you see Rudy and Lynette, ask them about our parking fiasco whenever we got here because we had no idea where we're actually going. And we pulled up to one of the, uh, one of like the arm gate things. And Rudy just leans out the window and he presses the button. And we just kind of wait because we didn't know where we were going. So it's like, there's some cars over here. Let's go see what's going on over here. This looks like it might be the front of the place. It was not, FYI. Guy comes on, on over the intercom and Rudy's like, yeah, I'm here for the athlete check-in. And he was like, hold on a second. All right, I'm going to buzz you in and open the gate for us. <laughs> we drove into the parking lot, realized we was in the wrong place, and drove back out the gate until we actually went and found where we were supposed to be. That was fantastic, FYI. <laughs> So we're going to come yeah, back tomorrow and just park right here. <laughs> it's a, it's a massive, like you have to enter from like the back yeah. corner and right. then come in and go around it to get to where you enter into the, and yeah. it took like last year was, I think the first year I was there and I got lost on that whole thing too. It's not hard to yeah. do. It's not hard Cause where it looks like you should go in is not where you actually go in. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's in the back corner, off off in the distance or whatnot. But uh, check-in was fantastic. Like, well, for most of us. So they had all my stuff. Not a big deal. They had went. So we we got six guys. We all was on the same plane uh, coming from Louisiana. And out of the six of us, four of us got all got all of our stuff right off the bat. Um, I got all my stuff. Triff got all his stuff. I'm pretty sure that Jordy got all of his, but uh, and Brandon got got all of his stuff. They had Robbie's name, but couldn't find his clothes. And then Alex, uh, Alex is in Elite in uh, I think 35, 39. They had his name tag, and they had I think his shirt was right and his shorts were wrong, or it might have been both of them. I'm not real sure. Um, and then they didn't have Rudy on the list at all. No, you can't find your name on the list. And Rudy's too nice to be like, what's that? Who's he? Yeah, exactly. And Rudy's too nice to be like, uh, I won the games the last two years in my age division. Like, he's not that guy. So he was just kind of like, no, I'm, I should be on the list, really. <laughs> just be on this list right here. The real question um, I have is, was Lynette present? And did she yeah. become she didn't get out rate, but she was she was a little I would say she was a little put out, that's for sure. Which I mean to make that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. Uh no, it was cool though. Got all our stuff, uh went in, uh, they had people there that was able to put like my name on my shirt and uh the little their little Masters Fitness logo on the shorts. Got a bunch of free stuff that was awesome. I was not expecting all of that. Like I knew he was getting shirts and a belt and shorts, but then the the tumbler and then like a roll of goat tape and a, a thing a fast sample pack of LMNTs, you know, the the salt stuff and whatever else is in there, like it's a bunch of stuff. That was cool. Yeah. So I think that's all cool and it looks great. You sent me the pictures. Yep. It looks awesome. My question is, you have to compete for three days. Yes. You yeah, get it's one shirt, one short. I had to wear the same shirt 
for three days. I'd win every event because nobody would want to be around me. Dude, same. Same. I'm glad I wasn't expecting to have to wear that all weekend. Right. You know they mean? don't require you to wear it. No. Because first of all, the shorts are six-inch inseam and no liner, and you don't want Corey running around six-inch inseam and no liner. That's not going to end well. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Uh, but it's all tier stuff. I mean, it's... Uh, Vindicate <laughs> says, I chatted with Corey last, <laughs> last week. That's not my Corey. Oh my man! You my look man. too dap. You look too dapper for him. He That's says. probably what it is. Yeah, I, I'm yes. not wearing. I can hold on. Where's my hat? I can take that. Where's... There we go. There we go. Now we. <laughs> is that Travis your Corey? Yeah, it should be now. It should be now. I probably take my shirt off as well. We're not doing that right now. Uh, yeah, I chatted with Travis at, at Beach Brawl last week for basically for two days. <laughs> uh, Kenneth says, six-inch six inch inseam, never buy anything over three. Brave man there, Ken. And, and, and Travis is like, ah, there we go. <laughs> my man. My so, man, my man. Amy, how was your check-in experience? Kind of similar. Ronica walked up, got herself like handed to her and like 30 seconds and they could not find my stuff or Jim's. I think mine took a little bit longer because um, I put my name in first um, and Jim and I Who finally got it like same time. Who am I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> One that's the thing last year. It's okay. Not important. Not important. <laughs> not important. Oh, they finally found it. I got my very shiny, my very shiny wristband phone and take pictures of me. That's your job, Scott. I didn't get that. Yep. Yeah, I'm there tomorrow. We'll, we'll get them. So my big thing is, like, tomorrow looks like it's it's two workouts for everybody. It like, and then one is at the venue, one is swimming. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's going to be the difficulty for us is how do we capture a little bit of both? Um, yes. Um, because they're going on simultaneously mm -hmm. and it's just me and Lana doing our thing. And so it might be a bit difficult. So tomorrow, that's the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is I want you guys to think about what's most important to you guys to capture. Um, I know some of you will want to capture the swimming because you're good at it. Others will say, nah, I'm good. You don't need to see me in my floaties out in the middle of the water. Is it going to be a comedy documentary? Because if it is, then definitely come get me swimming. <laughs> like you want to, or like, a, if you're shooting an expose on coonasses that cannot swim, make sure you get that. No, dude, I, I wouldn't worry about catching me at the pool. I am not a good swimmer. This is not going to end. I'm not saying it's not going to end well. I'm not going to drown by any stretch of imagination. We just, me and Jamie just had this conversation at dinner. But um, yeah, no, we don't. We're not doing that. But I know that some of the people we're covering, like Ronica is a great swimmer. I know that Leanne is a great swimmer. Um, Leanne is a great swimmer. Like upper elite swimmer. Awesome. Um, she she won the swimming event last year there. 
by a mile. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sure they'll want a little bit captured. I don't know about Dan. So just so everybody knows, these are the people we're covering. We're covering Jamie. We're covering Corey. We're covering Dan Church. Uh, Leanne Greer, which is Annika Greer's mom. Um, we are covering Jim Peeper and Ronica. And Peter Brown. And Peter Brown. Peter Brown. Why do I always forget that? I've been I've been friends with Peter since the first ever Masters Fitness Collective before it was a championship. Um, and his wife was a judge last year. And um, and I adore that woman. She is the loudest cheer in the entire venue. Um, and is just an amazing person. So can't wait to catch up with them too. So, and what's cool about Peter is he was RX for the every year that Masters Fitness has gone on. And he qualified elite this year. And it he meant the world to him mm -hmm. to take that jump from RX to elite. Uh, and he gets to compete against Jason Grubb. So that should be fun. <laughs> when the when the unknown workout came out today, I texted Lynette and I said, it's a good day for me not to be elite. Just, when the whole programming came out, when most of the pro, yeah, if I'm being honest, yeah, absolutely. When when all the programming programming came out, because that 200 pound sandbag is going to be interesting. Let's go ahead and leave it at that. So how? So you're in the 45 to 49, RX, yes, sir. An elite in that division is doing a 200 pound sandbag. Correct. Corey and I, I have to move the same sandbag. Is. Corey and I have to move the same sandbag. You're doing 150? Yep. 150. I mean, I'm going to try to do 150. I, we don't know how much do you happen. weigh? 134. That's, you leave that right there. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's not a, it's not a small amount either. It's... It's like burpee, shuttle, burpee, shuttle for 16 times, and then four sandbag cleans, 100-foot bear hug carry for three rounds of that. Did we get confirmation who did the programming? CJ did it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I am, not, I am unsure who tested it. Danny Spiegel? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, basically. Thanks, Spiegel. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people I could name that probably would do that pretty well. Like, that? like Sam Dancer. Yeah, Danny 100%. Spiegel, those, are, those are their weights. Yeah. Uh, yes, Lex. Lex. Is this comp called the Masters Over Program Competition? <laughs> It's weird because it's basically just over-programmed for the elite. The team is, like, under-programmed. The, the, like, 60-plus is, like, under-programmed. The elite is, like, honestly, like, probably perfectly programmed. It's just over-programmed for elite. The, 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 the RX is, the RX. Like perfectly. Yeah, the yeah. RX isn't – I mean, what we have to do isn't terrible. Like, I – when we have stand-band work at the gym, me and my – training partner we normally use the 150 like that's 
I'm not I'm not uncomfortable with it. I know what it feels like. I know how, I know I know I know what I'm getting into. <clears throat> but like I was talking to somebody a little while ago, like how many masters do you know that even have a 200, much less train with it or use it at all? Like that ain't no joke, dude. That 150 after a while, like we got a long piece with it. You know it's there. Yeah. So and it's <laughs> I just, we're already doing cleans and burpee box jump overs on Sunday. Like, why are we doing burpees and cleans again? Whatever. Um, so Kenneth says, uh, Corey looks like he's about to give me a sweet deal on a pre-owned Kia. I know, but I'll insure it for you. <laughs> Uh, and then he says, uh, good news. I was able to talk to the broker and. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Travis Masters helping you dig your gray fitness championship. Bro. Yeah. We'll see. We'll make the best of it, I guess. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you what, 2017, I volunteered at the games when the, the, the year they introduced the cheese curd in Madison and. Yep. I was a volunteer on North Park, and my job was to run down, pick up those cheese curds, run back around the hay bales, all the way back to the start, and then drop them there. That was only a 100-pound sandbag. Now, I know that was seven years ago, or whatever, six years ago, whatever it was. That's not easy. Like, and you've got to double that, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm and clean it and run it back and forth multiple times. That's insane. Yeah. Like I had to gear up for every lap I ran on that thing. And, you know, running is not my thing and North Park is not short. Um, so the sprint down to grab it and then pick it up and run back. But my gosh, I can't even imagine 200 pound yeah. sandbag. No. And I'm a it, big uh, dude. Like lifting it my damn. The workout description is got is in inside the workout description. It says something along those upon completion. I'm like, that's a strong term. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, I mean, I admire your faith in us. I like that, but because yeah. it's it's two burpees, shuttle run, and a shuttle runs back and forth, then two more until you get to 32 burpees. So that's 16 shuttle runs back and forth. That's before you ever touch the sandbag. And then it goes down. What is Jamie? Thirty-two. What's the? It's four cleans and a hundred foot carry. Yeah. No. Stand, what's the next? The next burpee? Like the next burpee? Because didn't the burpee go down? No. It's it's just two one two one two one. So sixteen rounds of that. Till you get to to the thirty-two. That's what I'm saying. But the, is then isn't there? It's not just that. Like after that, there's more. I, I think after you finish the, I think after you finish the burpee run, you start the clean carry. Yeah. So, uh, LDY two seven four two, LOL. I bought a hundred fifty pound sandbag at the games, carried it from there to my truck unbroken because I didn't want to pick it up again. My shoulder and back felt it for a couple days. One hundred fifty, no joke. Mm hmm. And the real question is, LDY, did you pick it up and carry it like this? Because we can't do that. 
like we're gonna not even be able to breathe let alone are my arms big enough to hold that 150 pound bag put it like this if i picked up jamie and cleaned her four times and then ran with her it would be less weight than what i'd have to carry with the bag so here's jamie's my a question. human because i've never seen you in person Corey. who's bigger you or jamie well, like taller? Me, but not by much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LDY says, yep. he. Yeah. And that's a little bit, I mean, if we're going to clean it, I would much rather be able to leave it there and walk down and back. That'd be a different story. Having to clean it and then get it here and carry it is going to be rough. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, that would make way more sense. We don't get, we don't get that option. So tomorrow is so. Let's go over the two workouts for tomorrow. We'll we'll hop back on tomorrow night. We'll do this every Absolutely. night while we're when we're at the games or at championships. So tomorrow is the swim. It is a five hundred yard, not four hundred, which I love. Um, one that was my event in high school. Um, that exact yardage. Um, I I love that event. It's a true test of your swimming ability. Good. Yeah. What time are you going to be here? Uh, 8.30. 8.30? Good. I don't swim until 11, 11.20. You can take my place. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a true test because you, you can fake it for 50. And, and that's what it's been kind of in, the, in years past. Is it's been a lap or two. And then you can like rest. Um, this, th there's none of that. You're, you're going to have to... Um, you're going to have to do it. And I'll tell you what, I am a person that goes out in a workout, like a bat out of hell. If you do that in this 500, you, your, your lifeguards are going to need to jump in the water. Yeah. Yeah. This is one you've got to lay back, take it easy until you find your rhythm. And then you, you get there to the end. Um, yeah. You don't want a red line quarter of the way through this. That ain't, that ain't, it's not going to work out well. Smooth, slow and smooth is how you want to start. Yes, Ken. Yes, Ken. We uh we pay to get get this kind of crap thrown at Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of money. <laughs> like no, no funny. my buddy Robbie texted me like not long after we both qualified. He said, he said, I just want you to understand that if we both make the podium. Like we both may, if we both win our division, he said we still not gonna make enough money back that we actually spent to get here. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that." Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, dude. I'm having a blast. I really, really am. Uh, I have run across a bunch of people. This week we're it up. Was that? Oh, this week we're gonna kick it up, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Jeff, Jay Birch says, uh, how is Corey, the Kunas doing? <laughs> doing great, Birch. Doing great. We ain't did nothing yet, which is why I'm doing fantastic. We had a good so, dinner. We so had a then good we dinner. Have, so we have the 500 swim. What is the other workout that you will do tomorrow? So uh, elite, all elites do landscaping duty that the run burpee clean and then go swim. All RX do triple threat, 
the long chipper that we talked about and then swim. Well, I'll swim first and then do triple threat. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, so they all swim first and then do triple threat while we landscape then swim. That's why she's the best analyst in the business. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't have my notes. <laughs> all right. So, what? So, walk me through slowly. So, are we talking? So, is this the sandbag clean, or or no? This is the barbell clean. The sandbag clean that run burpee into the sandbag carry. Okay, so that's tomorrow. For elite, yes. For gaming. Okay. Correct. And then triple threat. Let's walk back through that again for RX. And triple threat is 50 back squats, 40 toe to bar, 30 shoulder to overhead, 40 front squats, 30 pull ups, 20 shoulder to overhead, 30 overhead squats, 20 chest to bar, 10 shoulder to overhead, 135.95 for RX. Okay. That's. That's a fun way to start the weekend. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be great. Actually, gonna, actually if I'll practice that one. No legs left. For set core. No legs, no core. Travis, we're, we're trying to figure that out, honestly. So, Travis, they do realize this is in the games, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure they do. I think they're, tr they're they don't. trying to prove they should be the games. I I think that's what they're kind of trying to do. And the problem is they didn't advertise that ahead of time and get all like I think there's a lot of elite people here, people that qualified that signed up that are like we can't do these workouts. Like, I mean that this stuff wasn't tested for in the qualifier. You're over programming for us. Yeah, you don't do this stuff at the games. No. So, so, oh my God, like how many squats is in that triple threat? 200? 120. 120. Oh, here. Jamie did yeah. the math. I did not yeah. do the math. I didn't want to know. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of shoulder to overhead. It's a lot of shoulder yeah. to overhead. And the the second round of shoulder overhead, from the second round of shoulder overhead, you go directly into overhead squats. Yep. Well, that's assuming you get to overhead squats. I'm not going to get to overhead squats. I'm like, not going to worry about it. <laughs> I have, I, look, and I think we, we were talking about it with the, the group that I, I, I came with and, uh, and some other guys too. Like I, we pretty much resigned ourselves is to see how far you can actually get without completely just destroying yourself for the rest of the week. Because it's not like yeah. we're doing this and there's nothing else to do. Like we have to do this and then come back Saturday and do three more and then come back Sunday and do two more. So it, there's yeah. no like picky poison. So Travis says, since it's Invictus programming, I humbly disagree with this. And I give you permission to express your disapproval. Oh, I have been, Travis, for two weeks now. <laughs> Humbly. Yeah. Humbly. Humbly. That's be fantastic. Okay. So, you two ready? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the programming, your mindset going in, is it just 
hey, just going to go out there and have fun. And I get, I get to where I get to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. How hard is that for you, Jamie? Because I've been around you and that is really hard for you to turn off that switch. I know it. It is, but I'm just telling myself, like, I I have other people here I want to be able to watch. I want to be able to help you. And I need, like, at this point, although, Jesus, oh, Pete, I looked at Crash. I'm shocked at that as well. But I, I need to be able to perform at Crash in two weeks, too. So, like, I cannot... Yeah. F around and find out out here. <laughs> that's, that's a good question because I have that later in the agenda. And that is, you've, you've got Crash coming up. They've released some workouts. Yeah. Are you really, that is that the work? Because I know like your coach is going to be there. Is that the one you are really vying for? Yeah. I mean, that's, I really was like excited for Tristan to like see me compete in person. And then I saw some of the workouts and I'm like, Oh no, maybe this is not the one that Tristan should have come to. <laughs> maybe maybe he shouldn't see these. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, the me one you were standing. The the yeah. handstand walk when you were talking about at dinner, like that by itself, dude. That that's high level stuff. Like, not to say you're not high level, but Jesus Christ, up the ramp, down the ramp, and then over the. That's just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's All a right. lot. And I, and I haven't touched stuff like that. So, and I've basically written it off because I'm about to be 40 and it's just not something you're going to see. Um, and I get it. People like have been asking for some more skills in the masters. So I get it. And there's people that have been around the sport for a long time who have touched those things and want to be able to show off those skills. I just never have. And I feel like I'm going to embarrass myself, but oh, well. All right, well, let's talk, touch on other topics while while we've got you here. And the next thing is, um, Castro was on a podcast earlier this week, uh, dropped the mic, where he made the statement that 95% of the games in Fort Worth were going to be indoors. Yep, the indoor games. I know last week when Jamie, you and I talked about this, you are looking for those outdoor venues that we could get that outdoor feel that you love to see at the CrossFit Games. How do you feel about that statement? So I like not and not even only for the athletes, because I think that that's a, another element that should be tested. But I personally like it makes me not even want to go. When I go and like I was I didn't love the being at in Orlando because I didn't get to be outside. When I go and fly and spend money and go somewhere, I want to get get outside and enjoy the weather and get some sun. Like that's my vacation. The last thing I wanted to go do is pack a backpack with a sweatshirt because I'm going to go inside and sit for eight hours and be cold and barely, you know, get out of there at 7 p.m. and miss the sunshine. And like, I want to be outside. Yeah, I um, that's a great point. And, and in Pasadena, at least you got to run the athletes down the street uh, yeah. to get in. Yeah. Um, any thoughts, Corey? You yeah. live in this. Uh, you live at that so, uh, longitude or latitude or whatever latitude. I do. I do. I was actually talking uh, or chatting with with Brian Spin about that um, earlier, earlier this week, late last week or whatever, because he had put up a thing about it, and I said. 
I said, I, I, I really wish at least one or two, put them outside and reasoning, and this is my very, very flawed logic here, but I've heard people complain about how hot it was in Carson. I heard about people complain about how hot it was in Madison. I have been living in the deep South for my entire life. You understand? Let them come outside in Texas in August and see what and see what hot really feels like. And then see, now that's just my very, very selfish, you know, asshole opinion. Beyond that, I think Brian had made a good point when he said it's basically going to be a glorified regionals because most of the regional stuff was all just done inside one little place, you know, where, wherever it might've been located at. And yeah, he's not wrong. Um, for them to have to, or I would say they would have to figure out a way to make the events inside. I don't even want to say exciting enough because I mean, most of the stuff is, is usually fairly exciting just because of the race itself, but you're going to have to find some kind of way to make it, worth everybody being inside the entire time and not having that outside feel and not having because like jamie said any event you go to if there's if it's outside it's not the same as if it's, if it's somewhere inside of a coliseum inside of a whatever like it's just not the same so yeah i i, I glorified regionals is kind of a maybe a strong term but i would say he's not wrong so So I here's here's my thing, and, I, and I'm trying to just figure out how to like phrase this right. Yeah, I think we're we're leaving a community event to become a professional sport. It is, in, and that's the only way I can reconcile this in my head, right? Because you're going to lose the festival feel. Yeah. Um, that's gone. You're going to lose the community events like the 5K or 4.5K, whatever it was, but that everybody got to jump in and take part in at the games, right? And run the same course as the athletes. You're losing that. You're losing the campground. So all those things are leaving for this to become an event that can be scalable and moved from site to site, like a Super Bowl, like a World Series, like an NHL championship, whatever that is, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that worth it? I, I mean, I don't think it's worth it, but it, like if it if it makes if it somehow can make it the sport bigger and generate more income in some fashion for the elites, I guess there's a win. But it, but again, that's going to I just feel like we're going to constantly see and promote like the same 20 individuals. I I don't. I don't disagree in a, in a, so I think that it, okay. One, we run this media company, this podcast, all this stuff on this sport. And if it grows, God willing, we grow too, right? That this, yeah. we got the wave at the right time. So do I want it to be professionalized and do I want to see all that happen? 
does it, but I've been around since 2011. Like I'm going to be sad to see those things go. And so my only thought is that the off season has to take, pick up the slack on that. Right. The off season competitions need to have Wadapalooza as a festival feel. You get that OG stuff when you go to Wadapalooza. Um, Rogue can do the same thing. It's a big ballpark. You're outside the entire weekend, you know, and it, it has uses one half of the parking lot for a big vendor village and um, strong man competitions for just the community to jump in and try and all kind like it is a fun festival event. Those, those people are going to have to go more into that to pick up the slack of what we're losing in the CrossFit games aspect of it. I think if we go that way, and so I'm I'm really conflicted because as a business owner in this space, I would love for it to go professional and for it to to grow and become become something that's must see TV on ESPN. That would be awesome. But I am going to miss all those aspects, and I'm glad that I went and experienced what that was like while while it was still going on. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that it can't be fantastic. Like it might, I mean, D Dave's going to have a hand in it, I'm sure, you know, along with Boz and just planning for the spectacle because all those things you mentioned, the Super Bowl and all that good, all that stuff, it is a spectacle. It is an entire thing. But like he also, are we taking away from the, the, the festival stuff at the at the expense of that I, I i see i definitely see that scott just because how much of it gets and i hate to sound like say like sound say shit like this because it sounds corny to my head but like the soul of the games is is being kind of taken away at that point because you're going i won't say corporate but that's down the line it's going to right i mean how much money does the super bowl generate how much money does the World Series generate? How much money is you know any one of the championships that that is the culmination of their sport generate, as opposed to ours? And so, are they taking that stuff away so that we can go back towards them? And if that, like Jamie was saying, if that generates more funds for the athletes, if that makes the media space be able to do, be just media, and not have day jobs and work that that kind of stuff, then so much the better. Um, so yeah. Travis jumps in here and says, I think we need to get through the season, see how it plays out. They may have great stuff figured out, but if the scene is the same thing, event after event, not cool. And I think that's what everybody's afraid of. When you go to yeah. regional or semifinals, it, they don't change the floor much. It's, it's the same setting. And they've done a really shitty job of having venues for the semifinals. They just... Unlike um, uh, Torian and Berlin, who had great venues, the United States sucked. It was it was Mickey Mouse, no pun intended, with Orlando, um, and a Costco and a an empty Costco in Pasadena, where the sight lines were missing for a third of the audience because of big, huge poles in the middle of the room. Um. So I just don't want that. I'm with Travis. Like it better, they better change up the floors. They better change up the, what it looks like. And I know that this arena has the capability of having a 
massive floor, like yeah. bigger than what uh, a regionals or semifinals is, or even the games in the Coliseum. Like it's, it can, they can make it close to the size of North park inside. Yep. So I hope they use that. Um, <clears throat> and then he follows it up with this. ESPN is also doing the coverage. They don't want to run all over the place. And that probably, <laughs> it probably does cut the cost of the production. Yeah. Uh, to a degree. I also yeah. wanted to, our, our statistician, um, researcher uh, pulled this up a hundred and yeah. 132 crossfit licensed events this year worldwide yeah i saw that and i wanted to comment that because i feel like yeah that's a lot and how many of those did crossfit media promote and did you hear stories from because that's the thing like if this goes and it's and you're just promoting the 40 athletes at the games and that's the big thing, then the, uh, the other things need to get a lot more promotion to bring people's uh, other people's names to light. And I, I mean, 132, I wouldn't have known that. I didn't, I don't feel like. Yeah. I think Not at all. Can... <laughs> on this show, we, on this show, we've, we've covered eight of them. I think, you know, we, we were, we're trying to do one a week. <laughs> Uh, where yeah. we can promote them a little bit, um, but it's hard. It's hard to get participation. Event event directors are busy, um, and to take fifteen minutes out of their schedule, building a rig is is rough on them. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna keep trying. And thank you, Holly. If you're not following Data Wad on Instagram. Make sure you go do that. Those are the nuggets she pulls up. She's awesome, um, and couldn't. Be more blessed to have her on the team. So here's a fun fact about that. I, I just was thinking about it. it's 132 of them. And like you said, you've covered what eight? So that's a, what 126 other ones. Name three more. I can't. Well, I know some that I've missed. You know. Yeah, that I we've missed. Of time, I just I couldn't do it. I know that you know that you missed them, but I'm saying. I follow this stuff fairly and to know that, oh, that, that thing's actually CrossFit sanctioned. Oh, that's actually CrossFit sanctioned because it's not promoted anywhere. If it right. ain't the games or regionals or Rogue, I would say maybe water, you probably add Waterpalooza to that list and legends to a degree. They don't care or it's not on their radar, one or two. Well, this the one you're at right now is CrossFit license. Yeah. I'm aware. Yeah, you get like Dubai. and I mean, there I could probably come up with Dubai. 20, but... Like even if I could come up with thirty-two, I'm That's missing out 100. on a hundred events, right? Like holy right. cow! Yeah, and That's all those ones overseas. Like you look at you look at Luka Jukic; he competes in about 128 of them. <laughs> Every well, weekend. Man, <laughs> yeah, that is a fact. Because I didn't. I thought, and I'll have to get. I'll see if I can get Holly on this, but. Um, I thought I heard somewhere like he's made almost as much money as most games athletes because of the winnings at all these little events he does in Europe. Yeah, more, more power to him, man. Absolutely good for uh, good for him. Luca's a good Drive dude, the horse man. The wheels come off, man. <laughs> or ride this pony till it dies. Absolutely. Oh, oh. Yeah, Jay Birch makes a great point. Um, 
uh, competition corner, go out there and search for events. Cause I do that in researching podcasts and stuff. And like, I, I get to a date and I have to scroll for a while yeah. on a weekend to find the event that I'm looking for. There are a shit ton on competition corner shit ton. Yep. Um, it was like NorCal classics just seemed to pop out of nowhere. By the time you heard about it, it was over. It's been around a while and actually mm -hmm. Lex keyed me into that like five months ago. It just, it gained so much popularity this year for some reason um, and got some media coverage. So it, it kind of blew up a little bit, but, um, but yeah, she sent me the application to do media um, at NorCal classic about five months ago. And I want to do, I, I wanted to get out to the West coast more uh, going forward just to see some different things out there. Cause I've only ever really been out there once or twice. So. Yeah. All right. So I think we, we rode that horse till it died. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Tia is going to be at rogue. I know this came out like right after our show last week. Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts. Everybody is like, well, she's going to win or, She's going to be competitive. What are your thoughts? Because I'm really reserved in making that statement. Oh, I think she's going to do, I think she's going to be top three. She's four if months. Not I four don't months. care. I don't care. Any of the year. Like it. She was so far and above anyone else that 80% he is still extremely competitive. And she did not stop training. Exactly. Until like the day before the baby was born. Here's the thing. I don't, uh, she can't lose. No matter yeah. what happens. She, yeah. Yes. Because if she comes out and gets smashed, everybody's going to be like, well, she just had a baby four months ago. If she comes out and wins the whole thing, well, she's Tia. She hasn't lost an in-person competition since 2017. She cannot lose. It does not matter. The only thing that might be, and even if she comes out middle of the pack, people are going to say the same thing. Well, she just had a baby four months ago. So, yeah, invite her. Why not? I'm all cool with the invite. I'm all cool with that. I'm, and I and I totally agree with you. She has nothing to lose. Um, she's and people are like, well, she has a win streak since 2017. Well, fine. I don't think that matters to her. I don't think it does either. I mean, when Tiger was ripping through the, the PGA, all he cared about was majors, right? Just give me the majors. And for her, she only cares about the CrossFit Games. She wants number seven. Yeah. Right? Oh, I would agree. All this, you know, figuring it out till she gets to that. But this is my, this is the, the I have not had a baby. Jamie, really? You have. <laughs> It changes your body. Like when mm -hmm. I talk to my wife, it changes your body. And for us to just assume that that will have no effect on her in a competition, I think is really reckless. And not that it, not that it's going to hurt anything, not reckless in a dangerous way right. or anything. It's just not thinking about it enough. And Laura Horvat is really, really good. Jamie doesn't like her. And that's fine. She has her bias. I will defend her. 
I'm not saying she's I, not good. I'm saying they didn't do any handstand push-ups at the games. That's all I'm saying. It's one event. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. But one event can can alter the course of an entire weekend. You know that as well. I I think you'll be surprised at how quickly she's bounced back and how good she does. Um, I personally, after I had Lucas, felt like better than I had in years. Like my run times got quicker. I was running when I had Lucas. Um, so I had like, I PR'd my 5k back then. Um, so I don't, I, yeah, I only like Canadians. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Jay Birch, what I was saying was that, that Jamie doesn't like Laura. That that I know for a fact. I have no clue what her feelings are on Tia because Tia was not competing when I was hanging out with her this season. Yeah. And she's not willing to say whether she likes Tia or not. So I guess she does. I I am like over the domination, honestly. So it just makes it not fun. And if for some reason like tired of seeing the same person just whip everybody's ass all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of that too. Yeah. I know a lot of people felt the same way about Matt. My wife's one of mm-hmm. them. She's like, I just need somebody else to and she feels the same way about Tia. I just need somebody else. Yeah. To be. Not not just necessarily for Tia to like like not be there or what like she just wants somebody she wants to see somebody actually beat her. Which yeah, that would be cool. I just don't think it's happening, unfortunately. I don't think it's happening so. either. But uh, Clark says the hashtag tired of Tia crew. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's mean to say. I mean, props for her; she's incredible. But Let, let's be honest. Look at look at the data from this. We went to the games this year. It was so much fun to watch because you knew two days in, someone knew was going to win every single level, right? Men, women, team. There was going to be a new champion this year. We knew that two days in. And oh, yeah. I loved it. Say so. I loved it. Plus, Jeff Adler proved me right, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Fair so, point. Um, we're, we're way into this. Um, I'm going to jump to Jim Bungers, who... The barbell spin had on last night. Um, or yeah, last night I watched it this morning. Um, he is a guy who got a cease and desist. I don't know if anybody in the chat knows what that's like, but he received a cease and desist um from CrossFit to stop using the term CrossFit for his online virtual affiliate. And what was, was kind the, of what, he was doing the interview with um with spin from the studio he uses to do the online virtual affiliate so you could see like the ski erg and the rower and all that stuff behind him in this little studio and the reason he got and i don't want to get i don't spin did a great job interviewing him so go watch that because it's it's a great interview the point i want to get to is the reason they told him he could not do it is because in the affiliate agreement, it says you cannot do virtual 
you cannot be a virtual affiliate. You must have a brick and mortar in-person classes. It cannot be virtual. And Jamie and I texted about this this morning. And why I wanted to bring it up here in the chat is you can get your level one online. Yeah. One of our coaches has hers online. Yet CrossFit is telling this person they can't teach a class online. And that seems very contradictory and conflicting uh, when looking at this. And Jamie's suggestion was to have this person on um, in in a month and see where he was with this, because that is a land, that is a Landis Morris nineteen ninety seven ironic. <laughs> it is ironic, right? They kind of shot themselves in the foot with that one. I like I don't think they thought that through um, because the pandemic changed things, right? And like they had to adapt, and they need to just like they need to justify their reasonings to to this guy uh andrew Sten, Sten says unless you're pet sherwood it's good enough for crossfit to to get their money but not and i mean he's paying his affiliate fee it's like he has a place he probably could have yeah. one or one person in there it's just he's bringing he's bringing crossfit to more people like isn't that what you want he, He's literally spreading the message. He, I mean, he has an affiliate, yes. What gets me is I was just at the affiliate summit in Cincinnati where they preached throughout that whole day that the box down the street is not your competition. It should be your ally because there are billions of people who need our services and we should be working together to make sure they all find out what CrossFit is. And then here you are telling a guy who's being creative and innovative. And how many gyms went online during the pandemic? Right? Like the gym I was at at the time went online. A lot of them. So it happened during the pandemic. Now all of a sudden you're telling this guy and he has right now 70 members. We're not talking like stealing people from all over the, the world. But he has people from all over the world, but it's 70. And and he he comes from CrossFit New England. He comes from, like his pedigree is really good. It's just it's crazy. Um Tristan Patrick says, why would they care if he's paying? Exactly. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, the reason he got this is because of an article in the Morning Chalk Up. Judy Reed says, I bet the poor guy wished Morning Chalk Up never read, gave him the publicity. I know. <laughs> I thought That's that too. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Jay Birch says, uh, Zachary Kadatz got some crap over something similar. Oh, interesting. We should. For his daily tips? Yeah, we should probably. Oh, yeah, maybe. He probably can't say CrossFit daily tips. He probably can only say daily tip. Yeah. Which could have a whole bunch of meetings. But anyway, Judy Reed says the dude was too passionate about CrossFit. He eats, breathes, and sleeps it. (laughs) I agree, agree, Travis. CrossFit doesn't want to be Peloton. And I can see... I, I can see maybe their position a little bit, but, man, 
if they can offer virtual L1s. What popped into my head as I was listening to it was, does CrossFit want to be Blockbuster or do they want to be Netflix? I just saw the trailer for that. They, they, you want to be Netflix. Um, <laughs> the only thing I, I would see, and, and and this is a very very would be very very thin ice for them to be standing on, is that you, generally speaking, and I understand that an L1, a virtual L1 is not the same as an L1 where there's people there you can interact with, but you want your coaches actually interacting. Like, I want to be able to see you from all angles. I want to be able to walk around you. I'm, you want you to be able to... But it, that's the only thing I could see where they would might be able to say, no, you can't do it online because of that. But beyond that, there's nothing. Like, I don't... He's paying so his affiliate I, fee. So I, I, I got my L1 in 2015 in person. I renewed it in 2020 um, online because of the pandemic. I could not get into a class to get it right. renewed. And when I was taking the L1, like they make you pivot and turn to the camera so they can see you do the movements in all different directions. So I've never seen this guy do a class. So I'm doing this sight unseen. If he does stuff like that, then I don't see what the problem is. You're you're still giving one-on-one -on -one attention. You're still giving coaching. What is the difference between that and going to see someone in person? Now, if he's a dumpster fire when I watch a class, sure, I get it. You don't want, like, just some hack doing that left and right. But isn't the whole philosophy of CrossFit that you're an affiliate and the strong will survive and the weak ones will go away? And if you're doing crap, it'll sort itself out. I mean, Glassman said that in back in the day and people have echoed that over and over again. <laughs> There's a lot of blockbuster stuff, stuff in here. Yeah, there is. Uh, be kind, rewind. <laughs> um, uh, Kenneth says, uh, Friday night, take your girl to blockbuster, laugh, grab some snacks, good times. And... Anderson Sten says, unless the video you wanted was out of stock. Ooh. Okay, clock. He's got something here. Uh, okay, Kalipa said he and Don were talking about raising the standard of coaching broadly, and he was pushing it. Their position might be the virtual classes will have poor coaching. I will tell you, clock, that at that summit, um, Austin Maliello spoke about it, and um, Denise Thomas coached it, that it is about... Um, broadening and raising the standard of coaching and they did they showed how that can be done at this summit um so i agree with you that is where crossfit is going and i kind of see their point but do you want to cut off your nose to spite your face mm -hmm. i guess is is like and that's what i was trying to say with the blockbuster netflix analogy right stuck in your way to do it all in person you can still be a good coach in other ways, and maybe we need to let technology help us. Yeah. Draw Your Dagger has said twice, two different things. Like, real life classes can have poor coaching. Are they reviewing all of us coaching and affiliates in person? And no, they aren't. And that's exactly right. Like, you aren't policing these the gyms and coaching. 
like, I understand you want the best coaches out there running these affiliates, but he may be one of, one of the better coaches. There we go. Judy makes this point. He said he trained a ton of people who were scared to go to a real box to the point they were finally comfortable enough to join a brick and mortar. I think that's brilliant. It's overwhelming. And CrossFit does that. They have an on-ramp class that you can take virtually to get comfortable. And then the last class of that is to then find you a brick and mortar building to go to, to join CrossFit from there. Um, and Clock wanted to echo say that uh, that's definitely not my view of things. Just me trying to figure out what they're thinking. I'm all for garage affiliates, virtual affiliates, etc. All right. So I think I will try to reach out to this guy and and see if we can get him on in about a month to see where that has gone. Because um, I think Barbell's doing a great job having him on and bringing this to light. Um, I think that was awesome and kudos to them. And then we'll just see if we can get a follow-up with him down the road. When you said dumpster fire coaching, all I could think of was that Jillian Michaels video where she's swinging the kettlebell all the way through her knees and trying to touch the back of the wall with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Hefner's video, on, Hefner's video on that on Instagram is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Jay Birch actually did some of the virtual onboarding. Oh. And he said, uh, it's pretty good. And then Judy says, I tried to do CrossFits. It was so boring. I couldn't get through them all. Uh, and it was free. So to each his own. <laughs> um, do you guys follow any of the Wadapalooza online qualifiers? See who made it. I haven't seen any of that. Like, I've done way too busy. Yeah. Between beach well, brawl last weekend and getting ready for this. No, I uh, saw all I saw was that Hiller made a couple of videos about like the standards and whatnot. Apparently, they're kind of. I did see a couple standards things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the way Waterpalooza works. Top 20 go elite. Um, the next 20 go RX. And so this is the men's. And if you're not into um, a ton of the uh, semifinalists, uh, you're probably not going to know a lot of names. But yeah. we've interviewed a lot of these people, um, either at the competition or in a, in a podcast. Austin Hatfield, we've interviewed him. He uh, won the qualifier. Uh, Harry Lightfoot from the UK. He's been around for a while. Jack Rosema, friend of the show. CJ Gerald, friend of the show. Trayvon Benton. Um, John Wood. Al Alexander Carone. Um, so, yeah. A lot of the other people not, not real familiar with. And then you get to the RX where it gets a little crazy. Max Creed. Max I thought for oh. sure he would be in the elite. Um, yeah. But hey, go kill the go kill the RX, buddy. He also just got yeah. married. Um, but what was really funny, and not funny, probably not to him, 
Royce Dunn, 39. 39. How would you like to be in the RX division and see his line down the aisle there? I got news for you. I saw he, he, as intimidating as it would be with Royce, I've seen Max work out in public. In uh in excuse me, in person. And Max is an absolute animal. That dude is the fact that he's in RX and not elite is mind boggling. Wow. I am I have comments now. All right, so let's so you see the names there. We'll go ahead and get to the women. <laughs> um and there we go. Come on. Elena Caratala, son of, yeah, she mm -hmm. won. Um, she was in Madrid, uh, did very well there. Uh, Grace Walton, Lexi Neely, Rebecca Fusilet, Stacey Larum, friend of the show, Elizabeth Weishart, uh, Rose Scott, uh, Freya Mooseberger, Kira Napoli, Allison Weiss. So those are your 20 elites. Then Samantha Pugh, uh, who just won Mekon Rush, I think, uh, wins the RX, Ashley Shoemaker, Callista Lang, Elia Miller, uh, Gabrielle Spenst, Casey Wells, Kelly Benfee. Ooh, Kelly Benfee actually podiumed RX at Wadapalooza last year. So, um, and I know video review is not done, so this is all preliminary, um, but those are your elite and RX for Wadapalooza at the moment. So I want to get back to some of these comments because they were coming in fast and furious. Um, Uh, Kenneth says, I've never been to a CrossFit gym, which blows my mind. He's been at every CrossFit podcast um, for the last six months. <laughs> when you become a member, do you only get to work in a class or can you go there and do your own thing? It depends on the gym, really. Totally depends on the gym. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my gym, you they have open gyms. And as long as there are stalls open, you can do an open gym during a class. Um, and then in the summertime, we have an outdoor rig and an indoor rig. The outdoor rig is exclusively open gym. Um, clock says Judy versus Jeffrey Fit Wars. Um, and we'll just line up those CrossFit workouts. <laughs> um, Holly says, is his virtual programming coaching much different than like what street parking is doing? That was is. my initial thought too. I think it I think it is. I well, he's actually coaching class. a class. Right. Where street parking is you get a workout and you kind of work out on your own. Right. But CrossFit's been seemingly been pushing street parking. Yeah. Which almost detracts from CrossFit. So like I feel like this guy has something better for them going. So it's I don't know. Because street parking is basically just programming. Right. Programming in an online community. With four different versions you can do depending on right. your skill ability. Right. My, uh, my, my wife did it at home for a while. 
Yeah. We had Miranda on, gosh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and she gave us programming for three months just to check it out. And it was, it's great. It's great if that's what you like. That's not what's, I mean, that's not for me. I thought the workouts were awesome. I hate working out alone unless it's just a necessity for me. Um, but what I, what I find fascinating about that comment, Holly, is that at this Midwest summit, they were talking about how the differentiator between CrossFit and other gyms is the coaching. And if you don't have touch points with every one of your members as a coach, you're going to lose them because they can go to the gym down the street much cheaper and not get coaching. Mm -hmm. So the key is, so the fact that they're pushing street parking that, that isn't coaching and then yeah. they're giving this guy crap that is coaching seems another contradiction. Yep. Um, Andrew answered questions too. On the fit wars between uh, Jay Birch and Judy Dluzner has to call in with scripted dialogue or song. Uh, Elia, Elia Miller is metal AF. I love Elia. My gosh, she's one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, Kelsey Keel didn't even make the RX division for Waza. That's pretty wild. Again, as Andrew said, said and I have said, stated, Video review is not completed on this. Um, and last night on Spin, if you want to see a funny moment, um, John Young got called out by Hiller for his standards on his deadlifts or front squats. I'm, I'm right. Sorry, front squats. And John Young admitted, yeah, they were crap. And <laughs> he should be penalized for them. But he still did them that way and submitted the video. He said that he was just trying to go fast and didn't realize he was doing it until it was too late. Anybody should be penalized. Like he, he was, he was, he was accepting responsibility for sure. <clears throat> I, I don't know how many people submit without looking. Like if you do that these days, you're, you're an idiot. I mean, sorry for being so blunt. But oh my gosh, I got I got so everything on my so for the qualifiers for this, I got dinged one time, and it's cut. But it wasn't because of quality; it's because I can't count. I did fourteen burpee box jump overs instead of fifteen, or fifteen instead of sixteen. But whatever, I was one short, so my score was off by one. Everything else was good. Shouldn't Jamie and Corey be in bed? If you guys uh, yeah, need I mean, to go, I can go. Just tell me. I have absolutely no idea what time it is, Scott. It's 9.47. 9.47. Aaron just got here, so I, pro I probably do need to get make sure. I think he has my bag, and I need to go down to the car and get the rest of my stuff. I'm so glad you're in a safer hotel okay. now. <laughs> so I just have two things real quick left. One yes. is I wanted to talk about uh, the reel that never ends. Jamie did a reel for us on Clydesdale Media at the games. And to this day, I get 20 notifiers a day mm -hmm. on this thing. 
It is insane. And I'm going to try to pull it up super fast. I know, Jamie. I know, I know. You're fine. I, I know this one boggles my mind. I Literally every day you're like, another one? Another like, one. We've put out so many reels from multiple games and really cool stuff. And, and the stuff you think is going to go well doesn't. And the stuff that you think isn't going to do well, like this thing, millions of views. It's crazy. Millions. It is insane. And it is so simple. I'm going to show it here in a second. Uh, it's this one. And I can't play. All it is is Kelly Stone doing a handstand and holding it very still and everybody kind of bobbling around her and falling. And it is at 1.4 million views. Because it doesn't look real. It, well, watching it, I was literally when I was in the stands, I was like, holy, holy shit, she's still holding it. I was like, I got to pull my phone out. And it was just incredible. So I can see why people, I like, I had to pull my phone out. It was that incredible. So I can see why people want to watch it. Like, 100%. she's doing something spectacular. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't look real. It looks like. I know. It, it's like AI, CGI, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't look, it does not look real. That's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. And maybe the audio was that I put with it was drew, drew people in. It could be, could be trending. Yeah. Um, and so the last thing I just wanted to talk about is documentary episode one came out this week. I want to thank everybody who was involved with that. Jamie, Holly, Jake, Teddy, Jess, you guys, man, I, cried the first time I watched the full version of it after because <clears throat> I edited it in small pieces and I send it off to Jamie and Holly to edit and give me their feedback on and then I make those fixes and I move on to other little bits and pieces and then when I assembled it all and I watched it the first time I bawled like a baby because was I was great. so proud of everybody who was involved with that and where we went leap years from Pasadena to the games, like Teddy's videography was way better. Jess's pictures from Orlando to the games, 200% better. Like I have the athletes reaching out to me. Oh my gosh, those pictures. I want all of them. Yeah, I'm sure. And the videography was uh, amazing. Um, the shots that were able, I was able to put into slow-mo, all of those things were great. And then the fact I got to have like Dr. Rocket come on because Emily gave me permission to talk about her medical procedure and all of that stuff. It just, it all came together. And, um, and I'm just really thankful and blessed to have all of you in my corner uh, to be able to pull that off. And now back to work for episode two, three, yeah. and four. <laughs> um, Greg asked, is there a live feed of MFC? I don't even know, honestly. Do you know, Scott? I've not been able to figure it out, find out. Okay, well, uh, we'll Lana, we're going to try to figure that out for you. Yeah, Lana was trying to find out today, tonight. I uh, couldn't do that either. So, yeah, I have no idea. I know they have in the uh, in the past had it. Usually, it's yeah, a they, steady cam, but yeah.
Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that slow-mo on the bike event. It came out really well. Um, and and there's one in the medical thing with Emily where she's riding the bike and her muscles are just twitching as she's riding by. It just blows yeah. me yeah. blows me away. And it, when you see it 700 times, you pick out those little things. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, awesome. And Vindicate says, I hope you guys get a crowd this year. Last year was, yeah. It would be nice. So. It's it's such a good venue. Like, it could be so awesome. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll report on all that tomorrow. Uh, we'll start take, getting some footage, maybe do some lives um, on IG during the day, things like that. We'll be back on air tomorrow night. I'll try to keep them shorter so that everybody, the athletes can get to bed. And I actually yeah. have to hit the road super early in the morning to get there tomorrow. So uh, I need to get to bed too. With that, we will see everybody next time on Thursday night CrossFit Talk. We might have changed the game. We all get taken name. Let our voices rise. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.